Good day. It is so good to be back with you. And I thank you for lending me your ear for a moment. There's a word that I believe God has placed on my heart to share with you today. And I pray that it meets you where you are. It nudges you and urges you into moving closer, listening more intently, and obeying God as he speaks to you. Amen. Today, if you don't mind, I'd like to speak to you from the thought of, he spoke it, you heard it, now what are you going to do? And our main scripture can be found in the book of Jonah, Jonah 1, 1 through 3, and it reads as follows. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarnish. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship, bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarnish to flee from the Lord. Let the Lord have a blessing to the reading of his wonderful word. In the text, it starts off by saying, The word of the Lord came to Jonah, meaning God was speaking to Jonah. If you don't mind, I want to give the definition of the word speaking, which I know you already know. It's to say something in order to convey information, opinions, or feelings, to speak in order to reprimand, rebuke, or advise. So the key thing I see in this is conveying information or feelings, reprimanding, rebuking, or advising. Do you know we all in the course of our days speak to people to convey information, to give our opinions, our feelings, to advise, and to even reprimand. As parents with children, we tend to speak a little more than most. And I know our children wish we didn't speak as much. (laughs) But as human beings, the one thing we've been blessed with is the ability to speak and to communicate with each other. The other day I was speaking to my son who had picked up a poem off my desk. And upon picking it up, he asked me, what is this? I told him to read it. And after reading it, he responded, I didn't know you wrote spoken word poetry, dad. My response to him was, yes, I write a little bit of it once in a while. And from his facial expression, he was a little shocked, thus drawing a little smile from me. He then proceeded in reading a little bit more of it. And his response was at the end, dad, you ought to let me do this at a spoken word poetry place. This would be nice to share and to speak to people. This is good information. And I think people would enjoy hearing it. An 18 year old son saying dad is giving good information that he would like to share with and speak to others about something his dad wrote. So to all of you that have teenagers, God is good. Isn't that something parents do speak good things that can help inform, rebuke, advise. And we do have good opinions, even in the eyes of young adults, because many young people today forget we as adults were once their age with swag and drip and the cool gene they think they possess. Where do they think they got it from? And with our gained experiences and knowledge allows us to have some excellent information. We can advise and have great opinions that we can speak to them that is helpful, useful, and can be a blessing to them. And just like we earthly parents enjoy speaking to our children, knowing we have some useful information to give and share with them. Can I say this to you? So does God. He too has a spoken word that he desires to share with us, speak to us about us and for us to share with others. He has a spoken word that is informative and factual 
rhythmic in context and full of life. Grace with mercy, seasoned with salt, life-altering and world-changing, draped in truth and a lamp to our feet. And like my son, he wants to share it, speak it, so others can hear it. Because it is just that good, from Genesis to Revelations and everything in between. In the text, we find God speaking to Jonah, just as I believe he is speaking today. I believe God is speaking just as much. Let me say that again. I know God is speaking, but I believe he wants to speak to his people more today than he did in the past. Why do I believe that? Many will ask. I'm glad you did ask because there are more Christians and more churches, more hurting people, more wounded and more confused and lost. There are more broken people, more saints needing a word and more sinners standing in a need of saving. More work to be done, but less workers, thus less voices speaking, but more the truth needing to be told. Therefore, I believe just by the sheer fact we have more people on earth today. My conclusion is God is trying to speak more to his people. But the question is, are his people hearing him? Allow me to say this, even when many are not. I know he's always looking to speak to ones who make themselves available and willing to hear and obey what he's speaking to them. Please understand this simple fact. God has not stopped speaking. The problem is people have chosen to stop hearing, listening, and obeying. Can I ask you this simple question? If you were speaking to someone and they ignored you, what would you do? Especially if the information that you were speaking to them and sharing with them was information that was going to help them and not harm them, Jeremiah 29, 11, and they brushed it off. What would you do? If you are giving them advice that is going to give them life and give it to them more abundantly, John 10, 10, and they chose not to listen, what would you do? What if you gave them a promise that you would supply all their needs according to your riches in Christ Jesus, Philippians 4, 19, and they just ignored you? speaking to in order to bless and benefit them, and they chose not to listen. What would you do? I believe I can answer that question for you. You would stop talking to these people because you are wasting your time as well as your breath. So if you feel that way, how do you think God feels? When he takes his precious time and attempts to talk to you and me, and we choose to do the opposite of what he is saying, what he's speaking, telling, and asking us to do. In the text, we find our brother Jonah doing just that, ignoring the good, helpful, blessed, useful, uplifting, elevating information and directions given to him by God. In the text, God spoke to Jonah, go to the city of Nineveh and preach against it because his wickedness has come up before me. God spoke, Jonah heard. If you don't mind, let's look at how God spoke and what God spoke to Jonah. In the text, we see that God spoke plainly, simply, without confusion or ambiguity or vagueness in his words. There was no confusion or chaos in the instructions or directions he shared with Jonah. Quite the contrary, he spoke clearly, concisely, and simply to Jonah. Understand this, when God speaks to you about what he desires you to do, he will speak in the same manner he spoke to Jonah in clearly, concisely, with purpose, and a plan in mind. In the text, we see that God spoke with direction, he spoke with reason, and he spoke to Jonah for and with a purpose in mind. 
Let's look a little closer. His directions, go to the great city of Nineveh. Reason, their wickedness has come before me. Purpose, to preach to the people on my behalf. How simple were those instructions? How simple were those directions? How simple was that information? He told him where to go, why to go, what to do when he got there, and who he was to speak to and about what. That is how simply God desires to speak to you and me. And that is how simply he is speaking to his people today. He's speaking in order to say something to you, do something for you, get something out of you and do something great through you. In essence, to get you to your purpose and his plan for your life, to convey information to you, to share his factual opinions, his feelings with you, his love for you and his willingness to use you for greater good. In addition, he is speaking to some of us in order to reprimand, rebuke, confirm, challenge, change, to advise and to counsel you in the ways you should go with his loving arms wrapped all around you. Is he or has he spoken to you in the same manner? Understand he is speaking in order to say something to you. God is speaking. He has not stopped. He is speaking to his children and his people. My question is, are his people ready to hear, listen, and obey him? Because who wants to talk to people who don't listen or ignore them or disobey them? In the text, Jonah is that very person, ignoring or pretending not to hear what has been said to him. Are you that same person as it pertains to listening, obeying, and hearing God? With the key words there being obeying, listening, and hearing, I know what I'm about to say is super simplistic, and all of you know the answer, but indulge me for a minute. Allow me to say it anyways, or as the old folks say, anyhow. Let me share a definition of the word hearing for you. The faculty of perceiving sound and language. I'm using this definition because I want to be crystal clear when I read the text that I understand what hearing means as it pertains to the text in Jonah. So as I read the text again, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come before me. But Jonah ran from the Lord and headed for Tarnish. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for that port. And paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed to Tarnish to flee from the Lord. So simply and solely based on the definition of hearing, we can all agree that Jonah heard God speak to him. There's no doubt in any of our minds, by the definition we read, Jonah checked all the boxes as it pertained to hearing from God. I ask you the question, do you check all the boxes as well? So we all stand in agreement on this one. God spoke Jonah heard and responded according to what he heard. So as I read the text, there's one word that stands out again, and that word is but. Out of all the words in it, this one caught my attention. Up until the word but, everything was all good. God was speaking to Jonah. It was all good. Jonah was hearing God speak to him. All good. God had picked Jonah to go handle an important issue for him. All good. Can I tell you everything God asked you to do? is important to him and is all good, regardless of how big or small you may think it is. If it wasn't important to him, he would not have asked you to do it. It's all good. God spoke and Jonah heard. To this point, it was all good. 
How many of you love it when God is speaking to you and you're excited, counting it all joy and all good until he tells you something or asks you to do something that you don't want to do? Think about that for a moment. Ponder that thought and judge yourself accordingly. And while you're doing that, I'm going to stop right here. And we'll pick up the second part of he's spoken. You heard it. What are you going to do the next time we speak? So until then, be blessed. Good day. It is so good to be back with you to continue the teaching. He spoke it. You heard it. Now, what are you going to do? So without any further delay, let's dive right back into the message. How many of you love it when God is speaking to you and you're excited, counting it all joy and all good until he tells you something or asks you to do something that you don't want to do? In the text, the all goods for Jonah turned once God asked him to do something that he didn't want to do. Can I share this thought with you, if you don't mind? One of the greatest joys of your life is to know God has chosen you, speaks to you, selected you because he can trust you, called you to do something through you, and is shining his light on you as a vessel that he can do some of his greatest work through. Yes, little old you. As a Christian, it's one of the most important parts of your Christian journey. Being able to hear from God and what God is saying to you as he chooses to use you. Hearing the voice of God. Understand, without the ability to hear what God is speaking to you or ignoring God when he's speaking to you, will and can take you places you don't want to go. Having you doing things you never thought you would do. And making decisions and choices you weren't supposed to make in the first place. But it's equally as dangerous to hear him and go the opposite way, or do the opposite thing, as we see in our brother Jonah. In the text, the line of communication between God and Jonah was good. God excited to speak to Jonah, Jonah blessed to be hearing from God. Look at it from this perspective. For God to choose little old, of no importance, no influence Jonah. Just think he could have chosen someone, or anyone else, or just did it himself. Really, he didn't need Jonah to get the job done, just as he doesn't need you or I, but he chooses to use us anyways or anyhow. (laughs) Do you know the greatest time of my day is when God chooses to speak to me? Think about this. Out of all the millions and millions of people in the world, he picked unqualified me, unqualified me to write this teaching that you're listening to now, and he desires to choose and use you too to do something for him. In the text, we see he has chosen Jonah, all because God saw an issue that came before him, and he chose Jonah to assist him in solving it. And all was going well. Go to the great city of Nineveh. An issue has come to my attention, Jonah. Jonah chose to run away from the Lord and headed for Tarnish. I ask you today, how many of you are running from what God has asked you to do? How many of you are making excuses, creating or doing things? saying, when I finish this, I'll be ready. Lord, when you open this door or remove that obstacle, you know what? That's running as well. Stop running from what God has asked you to do. No more excuses. No more ultimatums, tit for tat. Stop trying to run like Jonah because scripture tells some, reminds others, and informs the uninformed. There is no place you can run or hide from God. 
Scripture says it like this. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you. For you created my innermost being. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that fully well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in that secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Psalms 139, 7-16. God sees all. You can't hide from him. In the text, Jonah has chosen, well, I should say attempted to run from God. Sheer disobedience and defiance. Understand disobedience is a choice. And here in the scripture, Jonah's the poster child of it. He heard God speaking to him, but what God spoke didn't line up with what Jonah felt, wanted, or desired to do or where he wanted to go. Can I say this to you? Sometimes, many times, What God asks you to do will be the opposite of what you want to do. And what you feel is irrelevant because your faith is not or cannot or should not be based on how you feel. Because many of you don't feel like getting up every morning, going to work for someone else, doing something you like or don't like, but you still do it. Can I get a good amen? Allow me to share a little story with you. God wakes me up every morning about 2 or 3 o'clock a.m., pretty much every morning, regardless of what time I go to bed, but he wakes me up to speak to me. At first, I didn't feel like getting up or out of the bed at that time of morning, but now I get up with no problem because I'm being blessed by his presence, his word, his guidance, and his counsel. It's a blessing to me. It's all good to me. Understand, God often ask us to do things that are contrary to what we feel, want, or desire to do. If he asks you to do something and it falls directly in line with what you want and how you want it or how you feel it should be done and how you desire it to be done, it may not be God directing you or speaking to you. It may be you or someone else that you're hearing from. Ask yourself this. Why does God need to give you counsel or advice when you already know how when and what to do. Are you really hearing from God? Can I say this? Most of the time, when people are in that mindset, wanting God to line up with what they want to do, the way they believe it should be done, and when it should be done, all you have to do is take a look at the text. That's exactly what we're seeing in Jonah's case. He wants God to operate on his schedule, his time, and his way. But that's not how God's operating. He directs paths and no one directs and dictates to him or his. Real talk, that's truth to power. In Jonah's instance, we see he's directing his own path, making his own decisions, his own way or the enemy's way opposite of God. In the text, God is asking Jonah to do something for him that is outside of Jonah's comfort zone. It has been my experience that God requires you and me to work outside of our comfort zones 
outside of what we want, feel, or desire zones. But we see in the text, Jonah wasn't able, available, or willing to do that. The question is, are you? Can I ask you this simple question? Has God recently spoken to you? What did he say and what did you do? Or how have you responded to it? Or have you responded to it as of yet? Have you responded with a yes, Lord, or been disobedient and not wanting, feeling, or desiring to do what he's asked you to do? Please understand God has not stopped speaking. I say this to you. If God is speaking to you, that's good. If you're able to hear him, that's better. But you obeying him is best. Scripture says there's nothing new under the sun. Jonah's actions of running away and disobeying God is just a microcosm of what's happening every day. God speaking and people turning and running in the opposite direction. I say if you're doing that, you need to check yourself. I'm reminded of a song and some lyrics that once said, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Hearing God speak to you and you disobeying and running from him can cause you to wreck your life. Allow me to try to wrap this up and finish like this. Just as earthly parents have consequences for their children when they're disobedient, so does God. Jonah ran away and went in the opposite direction of where God had asked him to go. He went down to Tarnish and then down to Joppa. Understand there were consequences for his disobedience to God. If you read the rest of the scripture, the word said Jonah went down to Joppa, down to the dock, down to the ship, down below the deck, down into the water, down into the whale's mouth, down to the bottom of the sea. Seven steps down. The number seven represents completion. The completion to his running, where he remained at the bottom of the ocean for three days. His life took a downward spiral. All of this due to his disobedience and not doing what God asked him to do. Do you know God is no respect of person nor shows favoritism? What he did with Jonah for being disobedient. He will do the same to you and me. Our lives too can and possibly will take a downward spiral if we too are disobedient to God. If God is our umbrella and he shields us from the rain that's falling, when you walk out from under it, every drop of rain that falls hits you. When you walk or run away from God and his word spoken to you, you walk yourself from under his covering and from under the hedge of his protections. Because know your coverings and your hedges are always going to be where God has asked you or informed you to go. They're waiting for you to show up. Not where you want to be. Because where you want to be most of the time isn't where God has asked you to go. And most of the time being where you want to be walks you right into open fire of the enemy. As Jonah. Away from the blessings and right into an issue, problem, or curse in this case, a downward spiral. Also, allow me to share this with you. Many times your disobedience can affect more than just you. Think about the men on the ship that were on the ship with Jonah and what they had to go through because of Jonah's disobedience, terror in and on the boat. Not to mention the people who needed the word over in Nineveh, and the same applies to you and me. When we disobey the commands of God, don't you know others can be affected? Our disobedience can hurt our families, our friends, strangers, as well as our children. In the text, Jonah found himself down at the bottom of the sea in the mouth of a fish far away from where he was supposed to be, far away from where God needed and had asked him to be. 
Can I say this? There's always a consequence to disobedience. And many times they're not pleasant. When you have time, read Deuteronomy 28, 28, 15 through 25. All these things from disobedience can be found in that scripture. If we look at Jonah's life after he didn't listen to God, his life took a downward spiral due to disobedience. God spoke to Jonah. Jonah heard God and chose not to listen. And we see the downward spiral of his life. Do you understand that's our course too? When we are disobedient to God's word and do the opposite of what he requires and desires, in contrast, obedience brings about blessings, not only for us, but also for others. One thing God has spoken, two things I have heard. Power belongs to you, God, and with you is unfailing love. And you, God, reward everyone according to what they have done. Psalm 62, 11 and 12. Do you hear what the Bible says? God rewards everyone according to what they've done. God rewards according to what you've done. But he also punishes as well. They both come according to what you do. What you do when God speaks to you. What you do when you hear him. And the choices you make to obey or to disobey. Do you go where God says go? Or do you go where you want to go? Or where you feel or desire to go? We can clearly see. That's what Jonah's first response was to go where he wanted to go and do what he wanted to do. And when he made the decision to disobey, his life took a downward spiral. But when we read scripture, it says when Jonah prayed and asked God for another chance to do the right thing and go where he had asked. Scripture says the fish vomited Jonah up. See, prayer does change things in your life. So don't ever forget to pray and ask God for what you want need and desire in good times and bad, but thank and praise him as well. In the text, Jonah found himself in a bad situation that he could not assist or rescue himself from. So he went to the only thing he knew how to do and what he had left. He prayed from Jonah's lips to God's ears, prayers answered and God had this fish spit Jonah up and he went where God had initially told him to go. Things turned around for Jonah. Why? Because he was doing God's work. Do you know we all could avoid lots of issues, problems, and troubles that we find ourselves in if we would obey God's initial set of instructions? Heartache and heartbreak can be avoided. When God tells you he or she is not the one for you, listen to him. If we read the rest of Jonah's story, upon being spit up by the fish and going to Nevada, like first instructed, he went to Nevada and preached to the people. And the people turned from their wicked ways and the city was saved and God was pleased with Jonah. Do you see your obedience and obeying and doing what God has asked you to do is bigger than just you? Your obedience can change the lives of strangers, family, friends, yours, as well as your children. Understand God has not stopped speaking to his people, asking them to do the work he desires and needs. The issue is that people have stopped listening and obeying because there are too many people in their own feelings, just as it pertains to putting on a mask today. Get out of your own feelings. Put your mask on. You masking up helps and saves the lives of others. I just threw that in for free. No, God is still speaking. He has spoken it to you. And now the question is, what are you going to do about it? Obey or disobey? Go where he's instructed you to go? or go where you want to go. Do what he's instructed you to do, or do what you feel like doing. 
Say what he's instructed you to say or do as you please. The choice is yours, but the consequences of your choices are his. Don't be a Jonah and have to find yourself in a bad situation before you obey God's initial instructions to you. So I leave you with this. He spoke it. I know you heard it. The simple question is, what are you going to do about it? Amen. As always, we hope you enjoyed today's message. We welcome your feedback. And if you were blessed by the message, please feel free to pass our podcast information on to both friends and family. We pray that you have an awesomely blessed day. And we thank you again for allowing us to share a word of God with you. To God be the glory. Amen. AAJ Pod, where the passion for Christ meets the purpose of Christ.